In a world of confusion and hot topics, we are all looking for answers. Welcome to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation on relevant issues today. And here's your host, Tammy Hotzenpeller. Hey guys, well, welcome back to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation. Well, as you know, we're in a series right now called Communicating with God. How do we communicate with God? You know, we set up this series a couple podcasts ago where I just began to talk to you about how do I communicate with God? You know, I don't care whether you're on our podcast or you're watching me right now on our YouTube channel. We all want to know how to communicate. Whether that be with our spouse or our friend or our neighbor or our colleagues, communication is vital to our life. Why would it be any different than with God? And the truth is it's not. If you don't know how to communicate with God, you're going to find yourself lost. You're going to find yourself looking for answers that can't be found because you're looking in the wrong place. That's why when the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Lord, teach us to pray, because they knew how important it was to communicate with God. Yeah, they had prayed. We talked about that in our last podcast together. Remember, they understood prayer because they were religious young men. They grew up in the synagogue. They grew up as religious, knowing that you just with words could try to talk to God. But something was lacking, power and anointing and authority and answers were lacking. And when Jesus came out of the wilderness in Matthew 4, and he began to teach them the Beatitudes in chapter 5 and how to live and act and react with their particular humanity, they saw something different in Jesus. And the very question they wanted to know was, Lord, teach us to pray. Our last time together, I talked to you about how there's a little phrase I love in this passage in the Lord's Prayer. And he says, when you go into your secret place, your Father will see in secret, but he will reward you openly. I just love that phrase. And we talked about the fact that everyone needs to have a secret place, a secret place that you go and you meet with God. I mentioned to you in our time together that my secret place is either on my prayer walk when I go out every morning and I walk and I pray and I look up to heaven and I literally greet God in the morning and I welcome him into my day and I just talk to him on my prayer walks or even in my prayer room that I have at my home. Maybe you have a prayer room or a prayer closet or maybe the side of your bed or maybe it's in your car when you're on the way to work and you're listening to praise music and you've just gotten the habit of talking to God every morning. Maybe that's your secret place. But I want to encourage you right now to find a secret place. And listen to me, I mean a consistent place a place that you call that your secret place. Jesus said, when you go into your secret place. I believe when he was in the wilderness right there, that was a secret place that he had. And I want to give you a couple of verses that I think are so good that talk about that secret place. The Bible tells us, and we love this passage in Psalm 139, verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in the secret place. Do you know in your mother's womb you were being made? That's a secret place. God knew you in that secret place. He goes on and he tells us in Psalm 81, 7, when I was distressed, I called upon you and you delivered me and you answered me in the secret place. I'm telling you, there's something intimate about getting alone with God where nobody else is. No one can distract you. No one else can give you answers. You are alone with God in that secret place. 
Matter of fact, even in Matthew, Jesus addresses this and he says, so that your giving may be in secret. He's talking to them about the matters of their heart, their financial giving, their giving and an acts of service, they're, they're trying to help others. God says, I see you in the secret place, even in your giving, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So you see, there is something very precious, very private, very intimate about this secret place. And he goes on, he says, so listen, guys, and can you just kind of take a moment and imagine what this must have been like? You know, when I read the Word of God, I literally like to try to visualize it. Like, if I was sitting there, what would I be seeing? What would I be thinking? Would I be responding if I'm in the crowd? So I put myself right there with the multitudes on that hillside, and I'm listening to Jesus teach and talk, and I'm wondering, what would it be like for me. And he says, when you pray, pray like this. So he gives them a model, a guide, a structure, a template. He gives them the way to actually take your heartbeats, your requests, your struggles, your victories, and put it on this template. When you pray, pray like this. So before I take you into the Lord's Prayer, I want to explain it to you like this. I kind of like to think of the Lord's Prayer kind of like a sandwich, two slices of bread, and you're in the middle. I love to think it because it starts off with God, and then it goes to you and your request, and then it ends with God. And the reason I'm telling you that, you guys, is because I believe when we begin to pray, we always have to start with God. Don't just begin to ramble all your prayer requests. God, I need help. God, do this. God, do that. God, do this. God, do that. Do you realize when he's teaching them to pray, and this is so good, this is good coaching for you if you'll listen, he taught them to start off with, our Father who art in heaven hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, right here on earth, as it's already being done in heaven. Then he goes to us. See, he starts with God, then he moves to you. Give us this day our daily bread and lead us not into temptation, but forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our, our debtors. And then he goes in, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. See, your prayer has to be like a sandwich. It starts with God, then you go to your request, and you end with all glory unto God. So kind of think of that way. It's kind of like he is the bread surrounding you. I, I love that because... The Bible tells us actually in John 6, 48, I am the bread of life. So always think of your prayer life kind of like a sandwich. He is the bread that encircles and wraps you and protects you. And then your prayer requests are in the middle. So let's break this down. Our Father, hallowed be your name. Let me walk you through this. For today's sake, I want to actually walk you through my first point that I think is so good. Prayer builds our relationship with God. Why do we pray? Why is it important to pray? Because it builds our relationship first and foremost with God. Not because he answers our prayers, not because he's a good, good God, it's because it builds your relationship with God. You know, I don't know how many times I've read the Lord's Prayer or possibly you've read the Lord's Prayer, but the Bible tells us that the precepts of the Lord, the teaching of the Lord are new every morning, that he has insight, wisdom, and revelation. He's got new teachings for you every single day. Listen, listen, listen to me. You can read a passage that you've read before and God will give you new wisdom, new revelation, new insight because he has a new manna. There again, there's that word for bread, new manna for us every morning. So you guys, as I'm beginning to study this and I was preparing this lesson, I saw something I've never ever seen before when I've read the Lord's Prayer. It was as if I started our Father and literally Holy Spirit stopped me and he said, stop, hard stop, stop. 
And, then, and you guys, when I have my prayer walks, just to kind of teach you, I'll quote scripture or I'll pray or I'll talk to God and often he will just say, stop. And when he says that, it's kind of that word you might read in the Bible in, Psalm, in a Proverbs, excuse me, Psalms. And it says, Selah, Selah. And that word actually means stop and consider, stop and ponder what I'm saying here. So I'm reading this and it was our father. And then I heard him say, Selah, stop. And he said, meditate on that, Tammy, meditate on that. And so I'm like, our father, our father, our, our father, our, oh, our father. Wow our father. And I realized this as I was on my prayer walk that day. And to be honest with you, we live here in Anaheim Hills and a beautiful community. And one thing I've noticed through the pandemic, we've seen a lot more homeless in our area, a lot more people that need um, help, people on benches or people on the side of the road, people holding up signs, people that need food. And all of a sudden, the Lord's prayer came to life because he said it starts off, our father. And the Holy Spirit said to me, God doesn't have any only children, Tammy. He's our father. He's the father of every single homeless person, helpless person, person in need. He's our father. And for the first time, I saw the humanity of the Lord's prayer. The humanity wrapped around the divinity of God. And all of a sudden, I began to realize all that we do here at our local church, and maybe you do at your local church and with your community, there's so much mission to be done because he's our father. He meets the needs of everyone. He's very intimate, and he's very private, and he's very personal. We are in a family of God. And all of a sudden, you guys, it's as if the Lord's Prayer just got bigger, and it engulfed me in the family of God. We've had so much dispute and anger and dissension through this pandemic over, over color and race and identity and people. And God said, I want you to understand our Father. I am the Father of humanity. I am the Father of everyone. I am the Father of all. We are here to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Here at our local church, we're very involved with um, Salvation Army, with Grandma's House, with Boys and Girls Club, uh, with Teen Challenge. We literally are trying to be the hands and feet of our Lord. Listen, I have been praying nonstop for a revival, for a huge breakout here in Anaheim. Um, back in the day, there was something called the Jesus Movement, and it actually broke out here in Anaheim. It was a wonderful movement through Calvary Chapel churches and the Vineyard churches, and here on our soil in Southern California in Anaheim, it was a mighty awakening, a mighty movement of the Spirit of God. And I am praying that that movement comes. I'm asking for a fresh anointing, a new anointing, a new revival. But it, it starts with us understanding our Father, humanity, people, everyone. We have to begin to believe God wants revival for everyone. He wants to move in a supernatural way. And that's really, really what I believe that he wants to do. Because the Bible tells us, listen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever, the guy on the park bench, the woman holding the sign, the person needing help, that whosoever, that you get to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Listen, the Lord's prayer starts off with our Father. You see, God is big enough to know each and every one of his children by name. He knows you 
personally. You know, I, I wrote this down because it hit me. And when God gives me kind of like a, a word like this and I write it down, I realize it's for me to learn, but it's also for me to share. And in my spirit, I felt God say to me, only God could completely love humanity equally. Only God could completely love humanity equally. And until you understand the equality of God, that he loves every one of us equal, you will never understand our Father. So before we move on to point two of this lesson, I want you to stop right now and just take a moment and ponder our Father our Father. Maybe you need to extend a hand to someone today. Maybe it's someone in your own family. Maybe it's a neighbor or a friend. Maybe you have had a spirit of, um, of an attitude that's just self-righteous, of pride, of jealousy, of anger. Maybe you've looked at others with indifference. And I'm just telling you right now, until you stop and understand our Father, you will never move on in the Lord's Prayer. So take a few moments and meditate. And then we're going to move on further in our next time together and see what God has to say. But I appreciate you guys so much. So whether you're listening to me right now on our podcast, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to all of these. Go back and check out our other podcast. Or whether you're watching us on our YouTube video, please subscribe and like. Give me some feedback. Guys, please help me share this. I really believe that God's giving us a message. And we'd love to, to really share our TAM Talks with our listening audience and with your friends. So guys, have a great day. Stay tuned. Make sure you go back and listen to the first two and then join us for our next in the series of how to communicate with God. Have a great day. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us today on Tam Talks. You can find more resources and information at TammyHotzenpeller.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. We pray blessings and abundance over your life today. Until next time, stay safe and God bless.